With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now, it's time to get to work. All right, welcome back to Mile High Report Radio. Uh, pretty special show today. Uh, Ian and I are going to be joined by uh, the great Hall of Fame safety for the Denver Broncos, Steve Atwater. And Steve, I'm going to ask you a question here just to start things off because I'm curious if you remember this. The, I believe the last time we had you on the show... Uh, we talked about how we had just missed having you on for our 150th episode, and we had you on for our 151st episode. Oh, Lord, don't, don't do it. <laughs> the reason I bring it up is that today, as we record this, this is our 251st episode. Okay. So you just missed our 250th episode. So I believe... We just have you on every hundred episodes. We would just miss the milestone. All right, that's all right. Very nice. Very good. Very good. 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 Uh, good math. <laughs> I don't teach math, obviously, but uh, that's that's pretty cool to have you on. But again, uh, we want to just say, obviously, congratulations. Uh, Ian and I have uh, been very lucky and 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 just excited every time to have you on. Uh, you know how how much we appreciate and respect you, and so just again, congratulations on that. Uh, getting into the Hall of Fame finally, 
And uh, then, you know, obviously we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that and we'll do some Bronco talk and just happy to have you on. Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys always having us on and hey, being, being diehards, man. Uh, it's, it's nothing like it, man. A lot of people around the country have no idea what it's like to have fans like uh, like the Broncos have here. We're lucky that you guys are fans and cover the team and are so into it. We appreciate it. When you got the knock from David Baker, obviously we saw your reaction to it. Has it sunk in since it's been about two to three months now since you got that knock in Miami before the Super Bowl? Has it sunk in that you are a Hall of Famer? Yeah, it, it sunk in and it's, it's still sinking in. Uh, obviously, I haven't been able to partake in a lot of the activities that a lot of the other Hall of Famers have been able to take part in over the years. Um, but at the same time, we know we we're going through a pandemic uh, and then, you know, dealing with all the protests and all this stuff right now. Uh, and hopefully that, you know, that's, uh, that's over with now. Uh, but, um, you know, I haven't been able to experience everything, but it, it's all good. I'm, you know, we're, we're healthy. My family and I, we're, we're healthy. Uh, and, you know, our heart goes out to a lot of the people who were affected with the, with the COVID, you know, losing jobs and, and not being able to work, all the people who passed away from it. So, uh, you know, I got to knock on wood, man. We've, we've been, been blessed. Has it changed how you feel about all of this? How has it impacted your reaction to being a hall of famer to getting into the hall of fame because it's as we were talking about before we started recording we've never experienced anything like this and the the most recent example was 100 years ago with the spanish flu which obviously none of us were alive then has it impacted how you feel about being a hall of famer has it has it changed anything or the process no, I'm not one of those people who say, oh, man, why did it have to happen to us this year? You know, I'm not one of those people. Um, you know, it's a situation where, you know, the pandemic is here. We have to deal with it. And for me, the most important thing is just, you know, being strong and positive mentally to, to you know, weather the storm and get through it. Um, you know, not go crazy, you know, make sure my wife and kids are, are well and all my friends and that. Um, you know, everybody's good, but uh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not worried about you know the celebration when it's going to take place or uh, you know anything like that. I'm just. I just want our country to get back to you know what it is, and uh, everybody can get back to working and being productive, and uh, you get back to uh, Broncos football team. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for, absolutely. Uh, a quick question about, you sort of mentioned the process a little bit, and Ian brought it up as well. Have you heard from the National Football League, or have you heard from, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame as far as any any updates? I know you've, you've been fitted, right, for your jacket. So Yeah, we got fitted when we were out uh, at the Super Bowl. Do you, will you have to do a, a post-COVID? I know a lot of people have the quarantine bodies going on. Will you have to do a post-COVID remeasurement sort of I have to, man. I don't pop any buttons on there. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and but all along, though, once they uh, finished up making them, they would send them out to us for uh, just to make sure that they fit properly and, you know, sleeve length is correct and not too tight or too loose around the waist. 
and we haven't received them yet, uh, but I anticipate sometime before the ceremony. I, obviously, we'll, we'll have it sometime before then. And uh, yeah, we, we don't we don't really know uh, when the ceremony is going to be at this point. Um, still, kind of a lot of options up in the air, depending on uh, how this coronavirus, you know, kind of where it goes. If we're able to get on top of it, and you know. Uh, Decrease the number of fatalities from it. Uh, it's a higher probability, but uh, I guess if there is not a a uh, vaccine for it, though, uh, I just I, I, it'd be hard for me to picture a ton of people getting together uh, attending the function. Uh, there'd be too many people. I, I believe in my mind that they'll be worried about uh, you know getting getting ill or catching a the virus uh, and you know the Pro Football Hall of Fame they, they do so many uh, great things uh, in, in the community uh, and across the NFL in a bunch of different cities and that's a big weekend for them to to raise funds to be able to do even more so um, I, I think if it's kind of done at half the capacity uh, I think I think they'll probably wait and that's just my Personal opinion, you know, uh, maybe totally wrong on that, but this is my opinion. What was that day like for you? I mean, obviously, you're you're in the hotel. You know that they're going through the the voting process. You know that Jeff Legwald is going to present you to the other members of the Hall of Fame selection committee. What was that day like? And when you got the knock on that door, what went through your mind when you got that knock? Yeah, that, that day was was amazing, um, and what went through my mind was, you know, finally it, it happened. Uh, and in my mind, I had already kind of made up my mind that, you know, uh, just assume it's not going to happen, just so you know I don't get disappointed about it. And I was just going about it even the, the, the whole time that, you know, uh, I wouldn't get in, and I was planning on, you know, congratulating the guys who got in. Uh, but to actually get that knock, man, uh, I really had to prepare for how I would react uh, if, if I actually got the knock. So uh, it's definitely still just mind-boggling uh, to know that uh, you know, I'll be recognized with a lot of those uh, the great players there. Um, and, you know, it, it doesn't get any better than that. You know, gold jacket, man, you know, that's, that's, that's the creme de la creme. Uh, and I'm totally honored to, to be a part of that group. One, one quick follow-up to that. It's toward the end, after you hug David Baker, you you have this little like little boy jump where you're just so excited that you, you do a little jump. Is that what it was like? Were you, were you literally like a little boy on Christmas when you wake up and run down and you see your toys under the tree? That's probably the best way to describe it is, you know, uh, going to bed hoping you got that bike and then you know coming down and seeing the tree you know when you go to sleep the tree is empty and then when you wake up and you see the wheels of the tree and you see this a boy's bike and like this mine yes uh that was absolutely the feeling uh just the the excitement the, the thrill and also kind of a relief to you know be in and not have to go through that process anymore because that that process is it's kind of brutal man um, and the, the hardest thing for me was, you know, the, the 
previous years when I didn't get in was people calling me just saying, hey, man, sorry about that. You'll get in next year. Next year's your year. I'm like, oh, well, you don't have to. You don't have to call me to say that. It's OK. It's OK. We, I didn't get in at that time. So uh, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, quick question about, just about sort of the Denver Broncos in the Hall of Fame, because as, as fans of the Denver Broncos, we've always I think we have a little bit of a, a jaded viewpoint because there, we don't believe there are enough uh, Broncos in the Hall of Fame. We, we think that there's a, a bit of a miss there. Uh, but do you think, and we, I think we ask this almost every time somebody gets in, uh, but the number is increasing and it's becoming more and more apparent that, that a lot of great Broncos are starting to um, sort of crack, you know, crack that sort of mold of not getting in but having great careers. Do you think... Especially with, the last three years. Exactly. Do you think with yeah. Champ Bailey going in and you going in and then and, and Terrell Davis getting in, is, is there going to be uh, a, a point where, uh, because I we, just to sort of put a little sort of, background into this we were very disappointed about randy gratishar missing out right. uh that we thought this would have been an excellent opportunity for him but do you think now uh with with two defensive players the first two defensive players in broncos history to to get in that some of those old old greats the the randy gratishars and the louis Wrights, do you think they'll get another look from the from the voters from the guys who who are you know in there pounding the table or, or do you think it's it's more going to be about uh Broncos who have more, I guess you want to say, contemporary careers, possibly like a Rod Smith, for example, uh, one of the one of the greatest undrafted free agents in the history of the NFL. Is that do you do you think some of the old timers will get a, another look, or will it be more of a, a look towards the newer Broncos? Yeah, I think we'll get some of both in the future, and just never know when it's going to happen. Though that's that's the question, uh, and you know, as you get older, like I, I am now. Um, you know, in the Hall of Fame, they, they 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 want you to send in different things. I'm like, some of that stuff I don't have anymore. You know, I've been out of the league for so long that you know I don't I don't have those things anymore. Uh, you know, if I would have gotten in sooner, I would have had you know uh, much more. So uh, the longer you're away from it, uh, you know, I think uh, you know it's it becomes more of a long shot. But uh, still, I don't think that the guys who were elite players should should be overlooked. And, uh, I always say, you know, everybody knew about the Orange Crush all over the United States. Everybody knew about the Orange Crush defense. And, uh, you know, Randy Gratishar, Tom Jackson, Louis Wright, Billy Billy Thompson, you know, they had a gang of players on that team. Uh, and, you know, for Champ to be the first, uh, you know, Hall of Famer is, is surprising. Now, I'm not surprised that he got in and first ballot, 100% deserving, but, you know, I, I think that with the history that the Broncos have, uh, there should have been at least one or two uh, defensive players in, um, you know, several years ago. So I'm, I'm hoping that it happens. Uh, I'm hoping for Randy, Louie, of course, my man, Dennis Smith, you know, Rod. We have, you know, so many guys that are deserving of it. Carl Mecklenburg. Um, and, you know, it's just – matter of time and you know i think we all have to keep pounding the table uh and you know make a stand for uh our guys and you know the more we do that i think the, the better our, our our chance will be you mentioned yeah. that, how is it that a guy who was so good seems to be one of the most undervalued 
and I don't want to say underappreciated because Broncos fans like Adam and and myself know about Dennis Smith. We know oh, man. everybody who played with him, they know it. <laughs> we feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the players in the league at the time. Yeah. About Dennis Smith. How is a guy who was, who was so good and so influential been kind of lost in the shuffle? I mean, it, it, it goes with a guy like Louis Wright. It goes with Randy Gratishar. I think it goes with even a more, this is a name that's very toxic still in Broncos country, Lyle Alzado. Mm-hmm. How has how Dennis Smith gone under the radar, so to speak, after all these years? You know, that's a good question, man. And that's, you know, the question that I always ask um, because I got a chance to see it even up more close than you guys did. You know, I'm, I'm in, the, in the meeting rooms with them. I'm in the locker room with them. And even now, you know, we still keep in contact with each other. And he is an A1 person, A1 leader, and he showed, he led by example. He, he was a guy that wouldn't tell you to do anything that he wouldn't do. And, uh, you know, and, and just an elite athlete and elite player. And I, just, I, don't, I don't understand it, man. Um, but I'm hoping that, you know, him uh, coming and coming up, he'll be up on stage with me up there. Uh, presenting for me uh and you know i wish i was up there for him too you know i wish 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 uh wish he were there and uh, i could do the same for him but uh you know, hopefully it'll it'll help a little bit uh with him being there with me. I, I do have to say uh, having talked to you about the impact that dennis smith had on your career in, in some of our past episodes when we had you on uh when we when i heard that you were going to have him present you at the hall of fame i thought that was that was such a perfect uh, thing to do, and and it really does show, uh, you know, just how how I guess how much respect you had for him, obviously, and we knew that. I just thought it was a, a perfect move, and I really, uh, you know, I thought it was so cool. And, and I think you're right because when they talk about Steve Atwater Hall of Famer, while Dennis Smith is presenting you, they're going to have to talk about Dennis Smith and the impact oh, that yeah. he had on you. And I, I think that that was that was well played on your part. Although I don't know if, I don't know if you meant for it to be, that way. I think it was more just respect for a friend, but I think it's well, going to come out. It, like it was that. that. And, you know, I had always kind of had in the back of my mind, if I got in, you know, that Dennis would be the person that would present me because, you know, just, you know, how he took me under his wings, just unselfishly, uh, you know, share with me, you know, how to be a better player. And then again, just being able to watch him do it. Uh, you know, what, what better way to learn, to, to learn than that? Uh, and, um, you know, knowing that he hasn't received the publicity, uh, the accolades that he deserves, in my opinion. So uh, a lot of those Hall of Famers, they're going to know who he is. They, they know who he is, too. So <laughs> he'll be right at home there. <laughs> That's right. In terms of the, the current iteration of the Denver Broncos, are you as excited about Drew Locke as the rest of Broncos country seems to be? You know what I am? I, I am uh, one because we're going into the season knowing exactly who our quarterback is going to be, uh, knowing that he has a ton of potential. And, you know, we, we don't know how far that potential will go just yet. We're all super hopeful that, you know, it's, a, it's an extremely high ceiling. Um, but just the excitement, uh, you know, we saw him hanging in the pocket. We saw him be mobile in the pocket. We, we saw him you know, kind of take charge of the offense and uh, get guys fired up. He has the, the personality for it. I, I think he has the right makeup 
Now he just has to continue to improve, not put too much pressure on himself, but make sure that he knows what he's doing when he steps on the field and continue to lead the way that he that, that he started last year. And uh, I, I think his future is extremely bright. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really super excited about it. You know, it's interesting you bring that up. I'm curious with – you know, we had in Denver as 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 quarterbacks over the last few years. You know, they signed Case Keenum, expecting him to be the guy, and and, and that didn't work out. But I remember there was excitement around that that signing. They signed Joe Flacco, expecting him to be the guy uh, at least for a year, and that obviously didn't work out. But I remember there was a there was a certain amount of confidence that that people had. Maybe not so much in you know these were older quarterbacks that had a certain presence about them that maybe that's yeah. what they were looking for. How is that different from? the the feeling today that we have around Drew Locke, the the young quarterback is is it about it's about his youth I'm, I I assume but is well, it, is, is he me, a better quarterback? Well, for me, well I think the potential is there. I, I think with both Joe Flacco and Case Keenum, uh, we have seen how good they could be, um, and you know we, we didn't know you know exactly how much better they would get, uh, but with with uh, but Drew Locke, we know that, you know, he has the potential to be extremely explosive, especially with, with the additional weapons uh, that he has now. And one of the biggest things for me is his mobility. Um, you can't be a, a quarterback who is stuck in the pocket unless you have an offensive line that's just super amazing. And even the, the best offensive line still, they're going to break down eventually and the quarterback is going to have to make some plays with his legs. And uh, Drew Locke, show that he can do that. Uh, he's fast, he's big, he's strong, he's smart. Um, so I think that's that's the, that's going to be the difference is his mobility and, uh, again, his ceiling. Uh, he's a, he came in ready to play all those games near the end of the season last year, and I'm expecting him to pick up kind of where he left off. Like I said, I'm, I'm excited. How difficult – Will it be for for him and also the team, not just the players, but the coaches, to deal with all these crazy times with not being at the facility and being around their teammates? How much of an impact will that be? And what is the most important thing for Drew Locke to do to get to that potential that everyone in Broncos country and with the organization hopes well, I think I think uh, with the guys not practicing at the facilities, it's, it's going to be it's going to have a big impact, especially you know for a young quarterback, you know, not being able to you know actually be on the field with your teammates and with your office coordinator, your your quarterbacks coach. Uh, you need those reps. That's the only way you get better is through reps. And I know they have the uh, virtual reality uh, set up, but it's still that still doesn't take the place of, you know, uh, having to make adjustments on the field, having to verbalize them. And if a guy doesn't hear you, you're having to say it again and, you know, get guys, you know, in the right spot. You see somebody in the wrong spot, get them all. It's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on live that you can't simulate. Uh, so I, I think that he and all the other quarterbacks around the league are missing out on that as well. Fortunate thing about it, is it's not just him. Everybody's uh, kind of have that disadvantage. So I think the guys who've been in their offenses and uh, been with the same coaches for a while, they'll have a little bit of an advantage uh, starting out because they, they kind of got the offense down. But um, I, I still anticipate him overcoming that and uh, you know and, and 
and uh, being a, re- a really good quarterback. Uh, and the other question was what about, about what, what is the most important thing for him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think doing the things that he can do, uh, where he is, you know, because he can't, he can't control not being in the building right now, and you know, use of trying to overspill milk, it's it's done. We, we can't practice right now together. Uh, I'd imagine he's probably still getting with some receivers, you know, throwing the ball. Uh, but, you know, he has to be able to control the things that he can control, come in in, in great shape and understand the playbook as, as well as possible. Uh, I'm sure he's uh, spending as much time that he can with the coaches to make sure that he's up to speed with the offense. Um, and I'm, I'm you know, nobody knows how good this offense will be. Uh, you know, Shermer, I, I think it has the potential to uh, make this offense extremely explosive. But without us in the building, it, it, it could take a little longer than everyone anticipates. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Drew will do everything that he needs to do. Uh, uh, but it's still a little bit limited. You, you mentioned offensive explosiveness. I'm curious, how did you feel about the Broncos draft? I know a lot, there was a lot of uh, a lot of fans out there that wanted them to go tackle. There were some concerns at defensive back, uh, but then in the, in the with their first two picks, they go wide receiver, uh, you know, wide receiver, and uh, you know you get you get a Jerry Judy who I think looks like a guy who could be an outstanding receiver. KJ Hamler who's totally a burner. Uh, Personally, I thought they had a really good draft, but do you, did you walk away from that draft thinking that they had done all of the things that they needed to do to help the offense uh, be an explosive, high, you know, high-powered scoring offense? Considering they've averaged, I don't know, eight points a game the last few seasons. Yeah, you know what I, I do personally um, because we have weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and, you know, that's no disrespect to the receivers that were here last year. I thought we had a good, good group of receivers last year. But, uh, you know, guys who have uh, shown that they can play at a high level against great competition, such as Jerry Judy, uh, KJ Hamler, his speed there, I think is going to be a shot in the arm for everybody on that offensive side of the ball. And, uh, you know, adding Melvin Gordon to the mix along with Philip Lindsay, um, you know, I think they did – just what they needed to do. And I was, I got to be honest, I was surprised that we drafted a second receiver in the second round. Like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Uh, and I was actually hoping that we would get Lloyd Cushenberry uh, there in the second round. I didn't know he would, he would, he would fall to the third round. So, uh, you know, kudos to, to, to John and Matt to, and Coach Fangio to be able to uh, get both of those guys, to be able to get KJ Hamler in the second and then uh, get Lloyd Cushenberry there in the third. I think we addressed our issues and, you know, a lot of people were talking about, Hey, I want to get rid of, well, I want to replace it for Garrett Bowles, man. I, t- I got to tell you, man, I-, I like Garrett Bowles as a, as a player and as a person, um, you know, he's, he's a, I think a person who can be a leader on the team. And one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is he's been available. He had been injured and that counts for something. <laughs> you know I mean? He's had some holding calls. Yes. I, no, nobody hate, likes holding calls. He doesn't like the holding calls. And that's, that's an area that he has to improve in. But I, I think that, um, you know, with, with, the, with the second year uh, under Mike Munchak um, and the guys around him, I think that he's going to continue to get better. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in Garrett Bowles' corner, uh, and I wasn't 
looking to add a left tackle. I know a lot of people were, but I'm just – I'm not in that camp. I thought we had other areas that need to be addressed, and I, I thought we addressed them well. And I thought they did a great job of picking up Albert O. You know, I thought yeah. looking yeah. at this film when uh, he was at Missouri when Drew Locke was there, I thought Albert O was going to be a first-rounder. So uh, to be able to get him as well, man, we're, I, I think we we got some positions where uh, we're, we're pretty stacked. Nice. So offensively feeling good, I think. I want to switch sides. I want to go to the defensive side of the ball, and I want to ask about a guy who plays your position. Uh, I want to ask about Justin Simmons. I want to ask you uh, what your impression if, you know, obviously Ian and I, and I think almost everybody in Broncos country, huge fans of Justin Simmons. But yeah. what, what do you see from him that, that sort of indicates to you that he's, he's going to continue to be, because he was obviously last year, but he's going to continue to be one of the best safeties in the NFL? Well, he's not only a smart player, uh, he's a great leader on the team. He, he, he's smart. He gets guys lined up. He, he's in charge of making a lot of the adjustments. And, you know, that, that, that can be a hard task in itself. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, you know, he's in the right place at the right time. He comes up and makes uh, solid tackles. He's he able to roam the middle of the field and pick, uh, pick quarterbacks off. Uh, I think he's the total package at the safety position. Uh, and he and Kareem Jackson working together, um, I can think of a of a better pair of safeties that I, I would want. You, we talked about that. They also had uh, some key additions through free agency or trades with A.J. Boye and Jarrell Casey, adding Graham Glasgow a guard to pair with Lloyd Cushenberry and Dalton Reisner for a very – strong interior offensive line, Melvin Gordon. On top of the draft, what is your hope and expectation for what this team is going to be able to do in 2020 in terms of uh, wild card positioning, a playoff berth, potentially competing for the Chiefs in the AFC West, which may seem still a, a bit far off at this point. But what what is your hope and expectation for this team at this point? Hey, man, I'm hoping that we can get to the playoffs. Uh, you know, home field advantage would, would be amazing. <laughs> but if we could get into the playoffs, I, I think that we could, could, could win a couple of games in the playoffs and, and possibly uh, get to the AFC championship game. Um, and we know we, we got a, a ton of competition, um, but I think we have the right coaches and the right players, uh, you know, for the task. Um, yeah, and I, it's, it's, it's going to be an exciting season, man. And I, I just, um, I think that our potential, uh, we, we are, we're all super hopeful of it, but you know, we don't know what it's going to look like once, once we, once we get back here. So, uh, yeah. So off uh, a, a playoff run, I'll take that. I will take a playoff run. I'll take it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Steve, we uh, again, we just want to say congratulations one more time. We are uh, ecstatic for you and your family, and I, I know that uh, you know these types of honors. Obviously, uh, with with the Hall of Fame, they they don't they don't just talk they don't they don't just sort of show how great you were as a player. Although that is the main focus, but it also shows that you you have a, a good solid foundation to support you. And I think that uh, uh, the congratulations definitely goes to you, but also out to you and your family and and the people around you. And I just want to say, you know, from myself, um, you know, proud of you, happy for you. 
uh, hopefully the ceremony goes on so we can come out and watch. Yeah, yeah, man, it's been great. And um, I got to say, man, me moving back to Colorado, I, I think that played a part in it. Um, you know, being able to come on your show and uh, also be on the radio with uh, my buddies, uh, Brandon Cristal, Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, uh, you know, Phil Milani and those guys, being able to do videos, just getting more exposure. Uh, I think that certainly helps. So, uh, you know, it was a team effort, man. I appreciate it. And we, I want to echo what Adam said. I'm, I'm very happy for you. I, I just, I, I, I said it back when it, it was announced. I I'm over the moon for you. I continue to be over the moon for you. And um, the fact that you were going to be known as hall of famer, Steve Atwater from now on. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. A beautiful sound. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh I'll be the one wearing the gold jacket, but it'll be the input of so many people around me who uh, who helped help get me there. So I uh, hope I represent all you guys well. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.